0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part two of the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 237 with the legendary Liam Howlett. I hope you all enjoyed part one. I can tell you now, at the end of this podcast, me and Liam talk about the Prodigy's collaboration with um, an artist called Riker. Um, and I've collaborated with Riker as well, as you'll hear at the end of the podcast. And me and Riker decided that for Halloween, uh, uh, we made essentially a He Man toy of me previously on my birthday in august and they sold out in no time so we decided for halloween to make 13 glow in the dark versions and despite the fact they normally sell (laughs) for like 80 quid 100 quid i mean these are ultra limited so we could charge more Riker generally charges a lot more we decided it's funny to charge 66 pound 60 because it's 666 and there's 13 of them and it's Halloween and they glow in the dark and have a little pumpkin. So instead of <laughs> instead of grabbing a ton more more money off you guys, we've gone, as ever, on what entertains us. So yeah, they're available at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. They may have sold out. But that's, again, a reason to be a member of patreon.com slash scroobiuspip. It's less than a quid a month and you get a heads up on these things. You get first refusal as such so uh yeah head over there join that head to speech of element me and liam talk about him signing his record label with the guys uh, at red essential slash kirkin vinyl slash the orchid which is where i started my label and how i run my label with um those guys so head to speech of element records.com for all that are oh, we also talking both parts i think in this part more about my solo album distraction pieces which pretty much happened because of liam so yeah there's some good stories i hope you'll enjoy it um i'll be back at the end to tell you what is to come essentially all right i'll talk to you in a bit for now this is part two of episode 237 with liam howlett This piece of is the This piece of is the I haven't even asked how much time we've got. Are you in any rush? No, or can man, we kind of go through? Let's let's go through because I wanted to. Obviously, I, we will get to the new new record and yeah, tours on honestly. that. But I was like, that's right. As long as I can take my time. But
1: totally.
0: So around the time it kind of you burnt yourselves out mm. was around the time that the, the Dirt Chambers dropped and yeah. we got to see a little bit of liam on yeah. his own and yeah. that record was was huge for me because it had the rap influence it had it had everything there yeah. and so, so how was that to kind of and dirt Ch- 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 chambers was the name of the stu- of your studio and all that kind coming yeah out, right?
1: it was um basically like it was actually a mix i did for radio I've, i it's for Annie
0: mac right i think it was it's for Annie mac yeah. i'm pretty sure it's yeah. Annie Mac,
1: and it got received really well and again richard was like we should put that out and I'm like really I've never really thought of myself as kind of a DJ again yeah yeah, you know I was I'd kind of like stopped being a DJ when I'd left this sort of hip-hop thing yeah you know and um what I'd done was you know when you're on the road in sort of late 90s there's no way of writing music because there was no laptops that had the power to yeah you know be able to write Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to take them and carry on writing. So it was literally like, if you're on the road, you're not in the studio. So I was out of the studio for a good, you know, couple of years, which I found pretty hard. Yeah. Um, And then when I got home, I didn't necessarily want to go in the studio. It was kind of weird. So it was like, um, yeah, the Dirt Chamber was a good sort of way. I didn't have to think about it too much. I just thought, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. And just spent like a week doing it proper old school, you know. Um, Two decks, drum machine and a four-track, no computers, you know, and just basically just um, they had built the mix up and I think the original version had Sergeant Pepper in it. So when we tried to clear, like, these 50 or 60 tracks, because yeah. I, I kind of like the old... Do you remember the Double D and Steinsky sort of, like, mixes yeah, yeah, back yeah, from yeah, the, yeah, the 80s? Yeah. They were, like, real you know sort of mixes of, of James Brown breakbeats and stuff they were like you know a mix of five minutes would have like
0: 100 records in. yeah it had a, a thickness to it yeah. it was all overlaying and all exactly, overlapped yeah. and yeah so
1: it would have like 10 seconds of this record and so I wanted to do something like that really so just a real sort of mash-up of like every style I'm into that kind of represents what we're about you know and um so it was basically a logistical nightmare to clear it, it. was You can imagine, I mean, I didn't do it, the record company yeah, did it. Yeah, But for them, you know. But Good luck we, with that. Yeah, but but I was so happy with the mix because once I knew the Beatles wasn't going to happen, you know, yeah. so I chopped that off and did a new intro. But there was a few other problems we ran into, you know. Um, the pistols were like, nah. And so I was like, get me Lydon's number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I rang him. Amazing. And left a message because he was living in America then. I think I left a message on his answer machine. I d- I didn't know whether he got it or whatever. And then, literally a week later, phone rang at three in the morning. What the fuck's that? Hello, is that Liam? This is John. he's <laughs> great. You know, he's just uh, he's like, um, you know, why why the fuck do you want to use this? You know, why should I let you use it? And I'm like, and I went into like just telling him about the record and like. You know, and I think that he just wanted to make sure it wasn't a record company thing you know, and it's, yeah. it was coming from someone who respected what he de- what he's about and what he does, you know, and just kind of had this similar conversation with Jimmy Courtiff but with the Care song yeah. and just I found that if I'd spoken to people more, um the things would get cleared you know so that was an all that was actually a good way forward it makes it with,
0: a th- with a difference, further right things
1: yeah. moving forward when I'd sample other people's records like um because sampling culture is a massive um was a massive thing you know yeah. back in the early rave days you know um I do it less much less now because it's I don't know I kind of have a lot to create the things you know and yeah. kind of make them sound like they because all the best stuff's been used do you know what I mean it's yes, exactly, kind of like right. there's only so many acapellas out there yeah. from the old school you know but um yeah I just like the I, I just found that if I physically got on the phone to someone and spoke to them about and tried to tell them what it was about Rather than being approached by a record company going, "Can we
0: license your track?" You know, completely. You know, do you know with, what I mean? Uh, the hands-on uh, touch. Uh, uh, with me and, and Dan, when we sampled Radiohead on oh, "Let Them yeah, God yeah. to Man," it was it, we weren't getting any word back. And then John Kennedy had him in for a session, and he played it to him and talked to him about it. And I don't know if that influenced it, yeah. but I know that a week later they had a vote and they cleared it. Great. And it was that. It was that personal touch. Of going, look, it's not just some shit. If you see it on paper, it seems yeah. to go. Yeah. No, yeah. we don't let anyone sample yeah. us. Yeah. Because if you go, look, it's this. It's not just here is a sample and it's yeah. ripping off and your and song. Also, or whatever
1: you did the great record with it, you turn it into someone else. I, you know, we we encourage. We we have a lot of people that just since the whole internet thing took off because you know there was no internet when they did Fat of the Land. That happened yeah. sort of. I can't remember what year it was, but, I mean, I didn't get on it until 99. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Been... It, was, it
0: was 98 or 99, yeah, I think, yeah. anyway, yeah. So it was a good year after Fat of the Landed.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, but then uh, I don't know many more years until YouTube and stuff, until so people yeah. could actually post up their yeah. mixes of my track. So we got quite a big sort of, like, I, I don't know, we're the type of band that sort of, like, people remix. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like we, when we stuck out our... The single off this album the need someone track within like two weeks there was 20 bootlegs up there and i encourage that man i I think it's good but i think with sampling and you've got to if you're going to use someone else's piece of music you've got to do something different with it you've got to be creative with it do you know what i mean or the end product's got to give you a different feel like what you did with that track yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and that i mean that's it it's it's and and chambers opened my eyes up to a lot of that of of the the mixing of genres of the crossing over and it really influenced my a solo record distraction pieces it's 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 one of the albums i sent out to the collaborators on that and it's it's a weird one because originally i was going to be making that album with just me and my mates Mm. and then you you and me talked about doing a track together and it never happened but that gave me the idea to hit up danny loner of nine inch nails and to hit up a richard russell and, and 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 steve mason and people like that and make this album that was yeah. that was this c- collaborative thing and it's a weird one because i was thinking back earlier i'd genuinely forgotten about it but the reason that came about was because a little while before that you'd asked me to try writing some lyrics That's right yeah. for potentially for some prodigy stuff yeah and i was too green at that point i wrote scroobius pip lyrics i didn't <laughs> write prodigy lyrics but it just made me think of it then because one of the tracks i sent over was a history of hip hop and it pointed out got it? The, got it, the computer. it pointed out the beautiful irony of yeah. sampling in hip hop pretty much started uh, with the ultramags they yeah, were the first yeah. to bring in these james brown You're drops right. and things like yeah, that yeah. and then it was the, the, the ultramags who were going yeah. smack my bitch up yeah. that you've then started. and it's yeah. this beautiful cycle yeah. there it's a res- it feels yeah. like a respectful s- cycle of yeah. here's how it's yeah, it's man. developed
1: totally is- it's the use of those old records that really changed the sound of hip-hop, I yeah. believe, you know. Yeah. Um, Jungle Brothers, uh, and, you know, Bomb Squad, Public Enemy, they were creating something that was just never done before. Yeah. Just, just the
0: chaos of sound, and that, that really influenced me, yeah. So, uh, so how was it to take a bit of a break after all that, to kind of um, stop? Because, again, it did seem like a never-ending escalation. It, was, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, to until be honest,
1: it, it was a real... It was a real bad time. I mean, the good thing about that time for me personally was I met my wife, you know, mm. and basically, so I spent a lot of time hanging out with her, which um, was great. But but on on the band side of things, the whole thing fell apart, yeah. totally fell apart.
0: How it, was it, it personally I, between
1: all of you? Me and Keith weren't communicating. It's, right. it's, um, it's, it's hard because when you're brothers you know, the friendship gets in the way of work. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah, You know, it's really
1: hard to have, to be best friends with someone and then have like this work thing, which you've got to kind of put the friendship over there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, you know, the burnout and just like, you know, just the frustration of waiting to kind of new music. When's it going to happen? I'm like, well, I just need a break, man. Do you know what I mean? And then that's, give me a minute. Keith. Yeah. Keith went off and did a solo thing and, um, Maxim did a solo thing and, i guess i guess i did with that that dj album you know yes so that gave us a bit of breathing space but it took a long time to glue it back together and it's the old thing of like the communication just bred paranoia yeah no no communication you know yeah and that was really we were kind of like partying quite a bit and that bred more paranoia between us you know and i think maxim was a mediator. at that point you know between me
0: and right right and, yeah but and that's that's not an easy situation nah. particularly as you've started off as mates and then no, no, you've man. got to live I, your I, dreams I, I and then that's thought, what's destroyed it all yeah, essentially yeah i
1: mean i never thought we'd break up because yeah. we'd ne- because we we're the only people to decide that yeah you know one of us could n- none of us said we were leaving we just it was unspoken we Stop- just yeah we, we just didn't talk we literally didn't talk for like a couple of years you know wow. a year and a half and then but at the same time, Rich is going. Come on, we're we going to do another album or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Westbound so, Land Part Two. It's know? all going really well. <laughs>
0: Why have we stopped? <laughs> so,
1: poor Rich, you know, he was trying his best to kind of get me <laughs> yeah. in the studio, and I was like, ah, "Fuck that, man!" You know, I don't want to go in the studio. And you know, it's, it's it had to be when I was ready. Do you know what I mean? And then I started what would be um, always outnumbered. Mm. I think Baby's got. Like, I was trying to remember yesterday. I think Baby's got a temper as a single. Yeah, was. Might have been in between. I can't. I can't quite remember the dates. Um, but that actual single, I don't. I don't really like that record. Right. I mean, that's the one record I'm, I don't really care for too much. I mean, when you like the, the artwork better than you like the music, that's, right. it's a bit weird, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it, it, it had it I, had a, an aggressive. It was return a sonic, sound. Yeah, it was, a, it was, it, a, it was right. a sonic
1: sort of picture of what the band state of the band were in.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Lethargic, yeah. slow. Right and just not very exciting right i mean i I kind of thought but you need those moments to kind of go right it's you know we we get through that and you know nothing bad happened to us we just stopped communicating and i think that um, eventually like i decided i'd just get back in the studio and start i wanted to write again you know and i just kind of i think i wrote always that numbered album Yeah, I wrote that. I moved out of Essex. Then I was now living in London. I wrote that in stoke Newton, got a studio there, and then that sort of came together. But that album was odd because the guys went on it, and it was kind of like all through that that album, there was still no communication. Yeah. So um,
0: I mean, that must have been. It was strange, weird for everyone. It was weird, right? Because the prodigy, yeah, Keith, (laughs) Keith, and 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 Maxim essentially are seeing that there's a prodigy album, and it's like, all right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, um, they could see it was getting built. It hadn't come out yet, but yeah. I mean, basically what happened was we eventually found a way to, to kind of get back together and communicate, and then we took it. We took the tracks we liked off of the album and turned them into live tracks, you know. Yeah. And that's what glued us back together, the live show, you know, and then straight Amazing. away off the back of that, and I didn't want to do this, like XO wanted to do this singles album. I was like, nah, man, that's really signified So a bit of either a an end or a total right change yep, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. i was at the end the of my deal Ips. with yeah i was at the end of my deal with excel and i felt like i needed a change i'm sure they did as well and basically like when you've been working for, with people for so long you want to kind of work with people that are excited to work with you again yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was a good sort of agreed thing that we just sort of part company me and excel recordings and yeah um i think that was a good decision really on both our parts But we did the Singles album. Yeah. And the good thing that came out of that was it brought us directly back into the live thing again. Yeah. And that's kind of from that point onwards was when that was the second phase. There was kind of three different phases
0: of the band. That was the third phase of the band. Yeah. Did that kind of allow you all to remind yourselves how good you are at what you do? Do you know what I mean? If you're standing there and... You and Keith have have, have have drifted apart or whatever else and then bang he's we there came, we came on stage so lighting anger. things up again. Yeah.
1: We had so much anger with us to just through our own personal shit. Yeah. And we kind of took it out on the stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, kinda yeah. like it really helped and we sort of it glued our friendships back together. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it we knew they were always there. And when we spoke about it, it was very emotional and kind of like you know, but we we it was just literally like brothers. They haven't spoken in years, but they know if if someone fucking does something to them, they'll be there.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've got, they got your back.
1: But it's just kind of it's just that that non communication and that breeds that paranoia. Yeah, but, um,
0: I remember s- coming to, s- to see you guys in Brighton. I come it was it was, a, it was j- just after you kind of started to get back into the yeah. the tour in live. And I'll, I'll be honest. I went into that. It's like I don't know how this will be. You know, it's been a while. Yeah. We're all a bit older. I'm not that kid who's getting <laughs> yeah. kicked out of Brixton Academy anymore. Yeah, yeah. But then, as soon as the gig started, it was it was exactly the same. It was that energy and that anger and that mm. that power. So, is is that what kind of reignited the passion to do more records, to do yeah. all of it, to we, keep on the road, to go? Wow, look at what we are. Yeah, exactly. And we, we still are.
1: It, it kind of um, like I was saying earlier. We 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 finally found a good way of technically how to play the music life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Kind of, and to be able to be able to kind of, uh, yeah, flip it up at any moment and keep it really spontaneous instead of being locked into a, a certain live set or whatever, you know, we could change it at any particular moment. Yeah. And, uh, there was a few electronic bands around that time that were, that were trying to, like people like pendulum and stuff, you know, they, they were taking their shit live, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but in a way, they were trying to be a rock band. Yeah, in yeah, a way. yeah. And this is no 100%. criticism on them, but um, they were drum and bass trying to play like a rock band. We were trying to play like a rave band, <laughs> but yeah. we were we were kind of just ang- angry.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So it
1: was we were never trying to be a rock band I, or, or never trying to be rock.
0: Completely. You know? And I think we, what's we, great there is is what you were saying earlier about f- finding how it works live because because yeah. me and Dan had that that as soon as you start to get to to two. Th- thousand cap type venues yeah. people are like oh you need a band mm. and our argument was always we didn't write the record with a band yeah so we didn't add a band but i think hearing what you were saying about adding a drummer but ta- but making sure that that base is coming from you still that Absolutely. this that it's being dr- yeah. dr- 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 driven by you that you found a way to go yeah. oh we can add a band but not replace us with a band
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one because like i always see like um i don't like it when hip-hop bands kind of or rappers kind of do that when they get to the stage where they have to have a band. It's like the oh, Beastie Boys yeah. always respected that about yeah. DJ, I remember seeing 20,000 crowd, yeah. the three of them dudes. A
0: mixed Master Mike It doesn't even come done. into my
1: mind why isn't a fucking drummer there. Yeah, I remember seeing the,
0: the streets at, at one point when they added a band and it it took everything out of it because yeah. those beats were so electronic. It got didn't keep, need that. It needed to be that, got, that tinny sound. Absolutely, got to keep the
1: beats and yeah. that's why the way we use the drums live yeah we we do use them in a different way and it is it is Leo our drummer is a great drummer he's phenomenal and but it is it's quite a different gig that for yeah. a drummer yeah, yeah. Drum yeah. yeah. you know because it's kind of you have to if to play around the beat sometimes not yeah that's you know, mad you to right play through it and play a lot of percussive stuff and and same with the guitar it's kind of like it's not there to sound like a guitar it's there to layer up the synth do you know yeah. what I mean yeah
0: yeah it's yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah.
1: it's to create this sound you know and and basically like uh when that all comes together and it all works it's really really good you
0: know and and do you kind of play the 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 master of ceremonies role there when you're putting it all together of, of figuring out who needs yeah, to be doing what because again yeah. it's it's yeah. as you said it's not a typical guitarist gig no so, so, so you almost have to play well, the guitarist as an instrument and play the drummer as an instrument yeah as well as you're playing the drummer sheet and all these other uh, well, whatever we, else you we
1: strip with it there. out you know so when always when we've done an album like we're about to do it next this week actually yeah. like uh you know we write we've written the tunes and then okay, okay it's kind of in my mind as we're doing it but then right how do we how we're going to play this live okay and so we'll just take out that part that'll be the guitar part but then if it's just guitar it needs something else backing it so it's kind of figuring the best way to play the songs live really yeah and some of them are easy and some of them are more difficult you know and some of them don't you don't want a guitar on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or the drums have to play, be played in a different way so they don't interfere with the beat, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, everything's kind of, like, worked through, really. Do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. So how was it when you'd then, you'd brought everyone back together and then Invaders, I Must Die, did that f- f- feel like it was a Prodigy album again it rather did. than a Liam album yeah, that was... was... That
1: was the first band album I believe we'd wrote. You yeah know, together you know yeah. and it's kind of um when I say together the guys their presence in the studio which is valuable because like you know when you're a unit and Keith's sitting there saying to me oh yeah yeah r- r- rewind it back about 30 seconds take it back there yeah yeah that bit man yeah because he's hearing it in a different way that I'm hearing yeah. it do you know yeah, what I mean and other yeah, yeah. people like you know, they they can hear other bits in the music where they might be able to interject something. And so that's, it's always, the beginning I was always writing music on my own, you know. Yeah. But it's, that album really became sort of like a good
0: zone with the three of us. And that's kind of how we've rolled it since. Uh, how's the shorthand between you guys? Because I've always, I'm terrible at expressing, like Dan Lassac would be pulling his hair out because I'd be like... It's not quite right, innit? and like I wouldn't be able to express what's yeah, not yeah. working. Are they, yeah. Have you got a good kind of understanding of 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 expressing I, that and getting it right, or are you pulling your hair out, kind no, of going,
1: Because it's like obviously I, <laughs> me and Keith have,
0: I can't make it rounder. I don't know what rounder <laughs> means. No, <it's, laughs>
1: Obviously, me, me and Keith and Maxim we've we've spoken each other language for twenty years, so yeah. it's kind of we kind of I I understand. I know which bits I think Keith will like, and yeah, I, yeah, I understand yeah. kind of what how we react and. You know, same with Maxim. You know, it's kind of like I, once I'm writing a tune, I'm thinking, I think, I think Maxim's going to buzz off this one. This is yeah, gonna, yeah, like yeah. Goodness. And so I'll just send him, I'll send him the first thirty seconds. I might have just written a little demo bit of it, and he's he's on it, and uh, then he'll come in. And but we'll, what we try to do, especially with this latest album, is take the pressure out of the, this kind of studio being the. You come into this room, you got all right an idea. It can yeah, be very, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know it's like in a studio, you shut the door and it's, whoosh, it's kind yeah. of like dead and just yeah. really kind of, it can be a shit atmosphere. So it was fine for for that um, invaders album because it was kind of like we'd never done it before, you know, yeah. being all together in a studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we hit the next album, more chaos happened, a lot of drinking, and. I think I had to change the studio because we just couldn't work in the previous one. Right. And the the Days of Enemy was quite a chaotic sort of writing session, so really quite mad. Actually, just going back to Invaders as well, there was literally a whole, I think probably uh, eight tracks, nearly a whole album's worth of material that I binned because it wasn't right. It didn't feel like it was prodigy enough in a way do you know
0: what i mean it felt too pushed So oh, what's the process there of, um, of 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 deciding what works what's not and bringing people in for inspiration i like we used to gig a lot yeah. with the, does it offend you yeah. yeah lads and i know they oh, yeah, kind of chatted yeah. to you at points and came in yeah, i don't
1: and, know it's good with james i mean james is a good friend
0: of mine and yeah.
1: basically um i worked with james on this latest album yeah. actually but
0: um yeah is that important to have people to kind of to, to bounce off but then it's then it's it, it's down to liam if it's a prodigy yeah. track it's one thing to well, make it's,
1: tracks it's funny because I, I'd written just skipping back to Invaders again yeah. the actual track Invaders my stuff. Yeah. like I'd written the riffs the melodies and stuff and then James I, I'd met James and I liked I think he's a great producer he's yeah. wicked um, and I said oh, I've got this tune I've kind of got to this part of it I, I, can't, I can't I don't know what to do with it I really like the melodies great you know he goes I'll oh, give it to me and he he basically just he got his dad's um, bass guitar out, which is the the original bass guitar which the Stranglers use on Peaches. Oh, don, wow. don, 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 don. Damn, yeah. Because yeah. his dad produced that album, that oh, wow. Stranglers. And so that bass guitar is the one you hear on Invaders. That's and amazing. so he played it on there and he goes, Oh, you're going to love this bass line. You know, it's basically following the melody. But it's... So when he gave it back to me, it kind of shone a light on oh yeah that's what it's meant to do yeah so it's quite yeah, yeah, a nice yeah. collaboration between me and james
0: yeah. same, same. and that's a beautiful thing to yeah. have fresh eyes on it right because when you're particularly with electronic production you put in so many layers on yeah that you can lose some of the early ones yeah. you can forget yeah. that 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 riff was what was always there exactly he's just highlighting on you know that's great yeah. but because you've built something on top that you're yeah. like oh this this melody on top is amazing it's like yeah yeah but there's this bit yeah, that's that's yeah, that's, that's totally. that you've forgotten about. That's
1: what it's like and the good thing about it now is like obviously you can go back and kind of with the with the with the computers, you know, you can kind of oh version uh hundred and thirty was good, not, not version two hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And
1: so that it took quite a while to write that album. Yeah. But um I think it was uh it was we did a good job of making a band album there. And again it's it's kept We'd signed a new record deal with... Uh, I'd started this, this label, Take Me To The Hospital Records, yeah. and it really was just... You, it, it was we're just working with Cooking
0: Vinyl. On, yeah, on, but it really right.
1: it wasn't a label where I was going to really yeah. sign anyone. It was just an imprint because I felt like, who the fuck are Cooking Vinyl?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah.
1: like, what bands have they got? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, they've got a few old bands you yeah. might have heard of, and I'm like, well, with respect to Martin, you know, um, I'm going to let them... Put the record out, but it's going to be on my imprints. You know? Exactly,
0: and oh, kind oh, of, what I did with speech development. Yeah, I, I, I went to Cooking Vine and I was like, "Cool, I I love Billy Bragg, I love this." Yeah, exactly. But at this point, I feel my energy is better as this is my label. Yeah, so it's kind of I did it as an imprint. I did it through them right. as a, yeah, yeah, exactly the same outlook. It works, man, and they're amazing at that because they've they got are, yeah, they've got the setup there to facilitate that. Yeah. So you can go right here's here's what I'm doing. It's it will be an independent record, yeah. but it will be plugged in. To all the all the avenues it needs to be, be plugged into right totally
1: but what was interesting about going to them was someone had someone with i think it was my lawyer or someone had flagged really early on that martin was someone who's really on the ball and they yeah. were a good independent and he thought i might get the same feel from them as i did when i signed to excel yeah that kind of like able paul to Sprogram. move quickly paul it, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he hooked and, me up with this. <laughs> So again yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it would have been around yeah it would have been yeah and basically we just we, we st- i sent um you know we, we went in there and then we just said we want it set up like we'd had it before yeah and so they just did a great job with that album i think and you know just um again like i said i'm not really a record company kind of guy yeah. i don't really i just like to stick with the music and just like overseas stuff, but I'd, I'd never go into the label or anything. Yeah. You know, I just like to keep a distance.
0: You know, so, so, so I mean, it now feels completely natural having heard what kind of reignited everything that you then chose to do a live DVD album, all oh, that cunning, yeah. kind of and and, yeah. and make a film essentially of of yeah. of what the prodigy is. And it was perfect because it did show it that it's like, no, this is this is current and this is now and this is exciting yeah. and, and energetic. It's not kind of, oh, do you remember? <laughs> that song from this time yeah. ago—it's like, no, look, here's what, yeah, here's what we're doing. That that came out of doing that
1: Milton Keynes gig. I mean, basically, yeah. that was, I guess, following the the tradition of when Oasis did Nebworth. You know, it was kind of they put their stamp on it. They didn't, yeah. know. they they, I would imagine, you know, they were like Nebworth, fucking hell, you know, we're going to do that. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they were just like, yeah, we're doing it, and that's that. Yeah. But it was a tall order, I thought, at the time, do you know yeah. what I mean, for two hundred fifty thousand people. They yeah, but they sure. pissed it, didn't they? You know, yeah. and I mean, I know because we played it with them. You know, <laughs> we supported them, <laughs> and I was amazed myself. I was thinking, "Fuck! How the fuck did they do this?" Yeah. So it's kind of like, does that open your
0: eyes though? Yeah. Does that make you go, "Well, anything's possible"? Yeah, but also possible, we,
1: yeah. we're not we're not total fans of the biggest is the best. You know, we we yeah. like playing smaller venues. I mean, but but it was kind of like the timing was just right. It was like. It was like you are saying you're kind of fucking back, you know. Yeah. And I like we went to Milton Keynes Bowl, and it, it's such a great venue that I didn't, I didn't really understand why people haven't used it more. Yeah. So it was, that was a great day, and it was a real landmark gig for us. I mean, I, again, just the way my head is, I, I, I just was like, yeah, okay, great, just do it. It wasn't until I walked out on that stage that I realised <laughs> that everyone there was there for us. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I, yeah I knew yeah. it was that gig, but I wasn't prepared to how Emotional, I'd feel to get that around you. Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like holy shit. Because it's like a bowl and it goes up. I mean, it's, it's it was sixty five oh, thousand, but like insane, it was um, sixty five thousand people you could see yeah. rather than just yeah, heads yeah, going off yeah, yeah. into the distance. Yeah, it like, ramped yeah. up, and so um but it was the thing that they were there to see our band, you know, and that kind of really touched me in a way. Do you know? What I mean, I thought it was great yeah. after all these
0: years, you know. Yeah, you know, it's amazing um, to have those moments. And again, yeah. I think. The, the, it's back to that punk rock view that people will get hung up on. No, I'd rather see them in a small venue. It's like, well, yeah, but we're not going to play to 65,000 people every gig now. No. This is a special occasion. We, this we, is a one off thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a one off. We're going to go back yeah. to doing these gigs here yeah. and there, but yeah, you, you shouldn't be ashamed to have pride in that. I you really, know, you should be able to yeah. go, this is a fucking amazing thing that we had all these people here. Yeah.
1: And, and the good thing about it was we really put, we really, did try and put ourselves into that whole show, like, as far as, like, choosing the, you know, getting the, all these different cool little areas going, different stages and kind yeah. of, like, you know, making the whole thing feel like it is an event. It was an event and it was, we called it the Warriors Dance Festival and we we ended up doing, like, one in Tokyo. It was oh, a wow. much smaller one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. One in Serbia and... Uh, there's another one somewhere, I think we... Oh, yeah, when we put, went to Australia, we took over... Um, the Future Music Festival. We had a Warriors Dance like area, so it's a festival winner a festival, you know, yeah. type of thing. But um, yeah, it was just a good landmark gig, I think, for us. Yeah. But you know, like I said, we we do prefer playing inside.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you know that. I mean, so, so, so how is it now? Gearing up to release new records, to tour a lot. I'd imagine. Again, generally, when yeah, uh, when we've talked in the past about podcasts or anything else, it's yeah. always if I know that you're about to go on tour, it's like. If I hear from Liam now, I'll be <laughs> waking up to a five AM email. From yeah, so, so, like, other than <laughs> yeah. that, it's fine. You go and do your thing, honey. So, so how is that? Yeah. Like, how exciting is that? After, again, from what you said, you don't do things by halves. After uh, locking yourself away in the studio for how, for however long to, yeah. to put this together, you're now committing to taking yourself away and being with the rest of the guys, with yeah. the crew, with whatever else you know on this. Yeah. On this, on this run, it's always great. But but the
1: thing is, we're always on the road, you know. So going through the album, we were still doing gigs, yeah, you know. Yeah. So we've never been a I was band. I never to, seemed to
0: stop. on no, this, we, on we this do, period,
1: I think it doesn't really work with the music because we we like to keep the music uh, gets written off the feel of the shows, yeah. you know, of that feeling you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. So what I try to do with this album is kind of like really connect the dots and not have any gap. So for example do the show, I'll stay in the shittest, closest hotel. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And get me there as soon as possible if it's five minutes away. I mean, the last one, my manager really took the piss because we got in the car and literally drove around the back and it was... The hotel was in the festival. <laughs> I was like you're having a fucking laugh. And literally, it was seven a.m. before I could even hear any music coming out of my laptop because it was right next to the stage. Yeah, so that, was, that was good. But That's, yeah, that that cut, you but, need
0: a balance there. There's a yeah. point of diminishing returns there. Right. If you're too close, it's like all right.
1: But it was like it's, <laughs> yeah, to really commit and get it done. Uh, just kind of um, you know, again, like I say, when I'm um, doing a record, you know, anyone who thinks they can go into the same studio act the same, do the same and think they're going to come out with something different mm. it's, it don't work for me. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. like you've got to change aspects of the way you work and for this record you know I just kind of I just worked everywhere. I didn't stick to a studio I worked everywhere. I worked at home you know mainly on the road. We recorded lots of vocals on this album on yeah. the road um, in hotel rooms and I liked the kind of freeness of it. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of we weren't under pressure with this room, this studio, you know, and it's kind yeah. of, I spent a lot of time in it, but it was more getting the sonics right, rather than the recording, you know. Yeah.
0: Do you think the, the confidence writing. to change, came from that success early on of changing, from the experience to, to Jilted, because again, a lot of bands will go, no, this is our sound though, this is how we sound, uh, I think, and, you, and, and you guys have always been confident, comfortable, and going, no, our sound is completely different now, honestly, It'll all work at a gig. Like, trust me, it'll all sit together and it'll work and we'll make yeah, it see, Just take our word on that. But
1: that's funny because I, I do think it does sound the same. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's that's that's, yeah. that's a that's that's my view on it. Because I think that as we roll through and as I roll through and listen to the different albums, you know, the fundamental foundation of what the prodigy is about hasn't really changed. Yeah. You know. But I think uh yeah, I think with this latest album I definitely we've carved out a sound, you know, and people know us for this this type of music, you know, but I think that I definitely looked back towards the first album a bit with this record, not to make it retro, but just to kind of not be afraid to tap into the rave sound
0: yeah.
1: and bring it to the more ferocious kind of drums and bass, what we're yeah, doing now. We could, yeah. and, and kind of like, because I think the rave, when people talk about rave music, they always sort of think about sort of sort of the happier side of it do you know what I mean yeah, it's kind of, of like course. we just wanted to present what we originally knew about it which was the kind of East London pirate radio sound do you know yeah, what I mean that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. raucous roar and that was kind of a bit of an inspiration with this you know
0: and rough as as well again there's yeah. a misremembering at times of how rough a lot of the raves say. again I wasn't particularly part of it but I heard a yeah. lot about it that particularly again the perception of Essex these days is, you, is your only way as Essex stuff like that that's not the Essex that I grew up in it's, Mate. <laughs> Essex is a rough it's like you, you can get yourself
1: I, in some trouble i don't know when that happened yeah i blessed essex by that yeah, point yeah, and yeah, it yeah. literally was a different place when all that kicked yeah, off I yeah. mean,
0: again yeah the essex i know you've got to have a bit about you and and mm, and, and, totally. and keep your eyes open and stuff like totally. that and that, and that's what is forgotten about the rave scene that they were illegal raves, yeah, and that doesn't mean that everyone there is going to be lovely it it wasn't Woodstock, Do you know what I mean there was oh, no. this, this a positive vibe everyone yeah. together it got worse, also, and worse you know for it's,
1: sure it's, it's, it's risky yeah it, in the beginning it was um because I, I stepped into it about nineteen eighty nine the end of sort of I just caught the summer and then of eighty nine yeah and then all through ninety but towards the end of ninety it got a bit a bit too Quickly, heavy right yeah. it got a real heavy you know and yeah, it's like anything, I guess. Where money's involved, people want their cut, you know. But um, yeah, of course, that always has a bit of danger about it. Yeah. That kind of was exciting at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's
0: what dr- you know draws you in initially.
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and yeah, you got re- you want to be reminded of that danger because it's a good feeling. I think. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, uh, With that we don't want a safety net on on us all the time. I couldn't agree Do you
0: more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I couldn't agree more. I was, I was literally a, 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 a saying to my girlfriend the other day that if I ever lived in London, I'd rather live in South London because that's where all my family from than in, in, in West London because sure. I'd rather feel as if someone might stab me than feel as if someone's going to tap me on the shoulder and ask me to leave because I feel out of place there. I feel like I'm in the wrong one. And yeah, again, right. she couldn't relate to that at all. But I, was like, right. I don't know, I like that. Growing up in Essex and South London, that yeah. that slight edge... Again, yeah. just having to be aware of yourself. I don't think that's always a bad thing. because
1: it, It's it, not a bad it, thing. It, it keeps you... It totally, yeah. I on mean, it. it grounds you for sure.
0: So, I mean, I'll start to wrap things up now. Touring, burying yourself in studio, mm. you spoke that in the gap from all of that, you met your missus and you started a family. Yeah. How does that all balance... How, right. do, how do you hold that together? It's, really, it's chaos, but it's great. That's kind of the way
1: it works, you know. Yeah, um, I'm I'm lucky, you know. My missus is is you know is in the in the business, if you like, pay yeah. the word. But yeah, you know, she's in, in her own band, so we've got a really great understanding of how, you know, we've got good support for each other. Do you know? What I mean, all that time that I was talking about the early when I first met my wife, you know, yeah. she was there for me, and she's always been there for me, and I'm there for her. So it's kind of like. Yeah, it's just I don't know. You feel lucky to be called dad. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, yeah. it's like. But I tell you what, though, pe- people always talk about the mellowing.
0: Yeah, I think I went the other way. Right,
1: everything was more important, more intense. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got something purpose. to fight for. Yeah, man, I've, I didn't feel any mellowing coming on at all. I've, I think I've probably got more intense and just more into what I do things yeah. become more valuable when you've got a family yeah. every little thing yeah more, more driven
0: valuable. and more yeah, it still I, means something
1: I cared less about materialistic things you know During growing up in Essex you know when you first earn a bit of cash you I want to buy that car I want to you I want to buy that Rolex or whatever you know but I mean I don't know you kind of you get real, I don't know it tends it strips you down to kind of like just the yeah you know the good shit it's, I think you
0: know? I, I, I always remember I was at a festival with Billy Bragg, who again, idol of mine because of Essex, because of hearing someone singing in my own accent and stuff like that. And I was there and his kid was there and his kid was just embarrassed of his dad. Embarrassing (laughs) dad. And it made me realise how important that is because once you've had a kid, I guess, I've not got any myself, but you can't worry about being cool.
1: Because
0: you're going to be an embarrassing dad at some point. You're going to be, they're going to think you're a Wally, they're going to think this or that at some point. (laughs) So it does make you... He's got a long way to go Dro- yet, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does make you drop s- some of them s- silly things that you hold on to, to try and be cool, to try and be this, to worry about yeah. other people's perceptions. You it's can just is- be you and go into it, right? Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? you you got to gotta,
1: gotta set an example, I think, you know? Yeah, but, um Fair right. Yeah, I, it, is, it is great. I mean, basically, like, I just love, like, sitting there and and I'll hear, like, a like the other day I heard like um, a Madness record yeah. that I knew was either a B-side or like of the first album and Ace was playing and I was like, Oi, yeah. what, what? do you like that? And he's like, yeah, it's great, Dad. I'm like, how do you know about it? <laughs> you know, so yeah. like, uh, shouting in his bedroom and it's like, yeah, I just find it really interesting how, how you know, he how he accesses music. I mean, obviously it's been happening for yeah. a few years now, but I think that like, um, I think music... Like that's why the live side of things is really important because it's the direct, pure route to the people. Yeah. Standing on stage, playing yeah, to people. Yeah, why yeah, it's why yeah. it's such a big part of the band. Whereas, what reminded me of like what my son was doing was accessing music through games or it being the soundtrack of a film or something, you know. Yeah. But not a first thing, you know, of, of listening to the radio like yeah, we yeah, used yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or completely. Uh, of course, you know we. We don't want to live in a dinosaur age, but I just think that if if someone had a button, they turned music off, maybe it it might remind people how important it is. Like if if it suddenly went from the soundtracks and it suddenly went from backing up games, you know,
0: people might respect it a bit more. It's become such a disposable thing. Yes. It's it's interesting what you're saying there about the generational thing. And you mentioned mentioned right at the start, gigging with Green Day or being at a festival with Green Day. And Green Day are one that stand out to me as. When I was at school, mm. they were one of the most important bands uh, right. for me. There's kids at school now who they're one of the most important bands for. And whilst I might not be into their current stuff or whatever else, it's that amazing thing to be able to continue to be that band that means the world to these young kids when they're finding music, or, or when they're finding yeah. what they're into. Yeah. And and the prodigy are an example of 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 that as well. That yeah, thanks, man. Uh, you know, uh, when I came to st- uh, uh, see you guys last, it wasn't all. All us older boys. It was a range. It was a variation. There was people of all ages there. Yeah, for, we, we, do,
1: to have we it. do. We do. We um, do. I think that we first noticed that when we released the uh well, the singles album and then going into invaders, we suddenly were like, "Shit, it's a young audience into us." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I think a lot of that to do is to do with the type of music is as well. I think this music can't die. You know, it, it yeah. just it just finds a way of evolving into something else. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just Every now and then it will get a bit rinsed out and then certain other sound'll happen. You know, yeah. it's kind of it all kind of links back to us in some weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in, in in the way of like historically. Yeah. So I think kids kind of see that, you know, in a way. Yeah. You know.
0: I get you know that. I mean? Well, I'll I'll round things up by talking about it. I can see a biggie bust there, yeah. which is from the man Riker. It is from the man, um, Riker. yeah. I did i d I've done Two toy collaborations yeah. are with him now. I love him, yeah. and I was so excited when he was doing one uh, with you boys. Yeah. And ha- how was that? So for people who don't know, riker is an artist who yeah. makes these amazing kind of art toys and all sorts of things. I like that, and yeah, he came and did a prodigy one.
1: Well, I saw yours and I was yeah. jealous, and I, I thought <laughs> that's, that's fucking cool. that is no, he's a great, he's a great guy, Riker. I mean, uh, I bought quite a number of his pieces off of him. Yeah, um, he's an amazing artist. What else have we got in here? I've got the thing, um, Slave to the Rhythms somewhere. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a few other pieces mm. at home. And so I was aware of him for a while, you know, and, and then when I saw your the stuff you did... Yeah. And, yeah, we just kind of... It's like, it's like any little bits, uh, little bits of kind of merchandise. You kind of... It's, it amuses you that you could kind of do these things. Yeah. You know... Why would I want a figure of myself? Do you know what I mean? But it's like it was a laugh doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like you know. That's exactly it. It's it's it was this fun, you know, kind of limited edition thing. And but Riker, I've got a lot of respect for him. You know, he's 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 a
0: great he's great guy. You know. Oh, uh, we're doing. uh, It's weird because I was talking to him yesterday, and and we did this this He Man's size one. We had Masters of the Spoken Verse. Yeah. And he just hit me up saying. Did I ever tell you I made some, some glow in the dark ones? I was oh, like, yeah. no, you didn't really tell me that. And he was like, do you want to release them? I was like, well, I'm seeing Liam tomorrow and, and the Liam podcast is coming out on Halloween. Let's release a, f- a few limited glow in the dark ones. I'll make sure we yeah. send one out to you. Yeah, but let's I'll, release a few limited glow in the dark ones. He did and,
1: one of me, glow in the dark. I've got it home in the cupboard. And I,
0: I love think, it when he does that. Like, yeah. you agree a collaboration and then I go, also, again, he's yeah. like on this human one. He was like, I made. Are one for each of us that's covered in blood. I'm like, <laughs> wicked. It's not available to for anyone else to buy. but It's like, all right, mate, cool. Yeah. I mean, you Look, you look around me in here, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm still a kid, aren't I? Look, I I've love it. All this. As soon shit. as I walked in, it's all there's stuff yeah. that I've, I've, I've looked at online myself or I own myself. I, yeah. I love it. There's I good. Think collections. I went the
1: stage when, when I this is when I, I like the internet when I realised I could buy all the old toys I had yeah. when I was a kid. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, are yeah. you kidding me? I could sit here for. For A week just on my
0: computer buying all my old toys, mate. I've paid much the, of pay that, through the roof for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> I'll wrap things up. But, um, speaking of the internet, as you normally end by saying, where can people f- f- follow you? Before I ask that, uh, what do you think of it all, of social media, of the way it's all <sighs> gone? Because, um, you are, you are your Instagram, the Prodigy Instagram, it's done really well, it's not, it's not over. It yeah. does what it does. It's not feeling like it's just here for marketing, but equally, no, it's, it's not kind right. of here's here's our breakfast. I'm,
1: I'm not a, I'm not a tweeter. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because I, I think when 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 you take pictures of stuff, it is it is the band's Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I do mainly. I mainly take the pictures on it, but I kind of like that. You know, it's kind of a bit of weirdness thrown in as well. Yeah, and we don't want it to be sort of industry or business related too much. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of it's an insight of what the three of us are into. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and but I I don't like social media personally because it's for me. I'm too busy for it. Do you Mm. know what I mean? I I, I'd rather be looking at a drum machine than looking at my phone to see how many messages I've got. I just used the phone so I could speak to my family and my friends, like yeah. and that's that's it. I don't have a Facebook, I don't do anything that's I great. just I just use the Instagram to take pictures of of the band and, yeah. and to inform people of like what we're into and what what movements we're making. I don't know if that's me saying I'm rebelling against it. I just haven't got the time for it, yeah, I'd rather be outside walking about or. Looking at something in real life, you know, yeah, yeah, you know that's I mean? perfect. Yeah. So, so I'm into movies. I mean, I, I don't really watch TV a great deal. I, you know, a, someone's a, what kind
0: of movies you into,
1: everything, but I, I particularly like, um, you know, I love horror genre, you yeah, know, and old school horror, yeah, you
0: know? yeah, yeah. Have you seen a film called Calibre? I haven't, no, it's on Netflix. I had the director on, on yesterday, so yeah. it'll be coming out after this, but, um. It's amazing. It's 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 more a thriller, but he his shorts were all horrors, Right. and it's it's on Netflix. And it's just about two guys essentially in a small village in Scotland. Yeah. It gets Stephen King t- 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 tweeted about it and compared it to Wicker Man. Right. So again, you you s- suffer a bit f- from that because it's like, well, it's not Wicker Man. It's like, no, of course it's not Wicker Man. It's it's its own thing. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of exciting how there's so much freedom. It's, I have I have love hate. With all the digital thing, because I love the cinema. Yeah, yeah, but I'm also aware that you still go. Yeah, all the time, I, constantly. See, I love, the I love it. I, I love empty well, cinemas, I'm, go on my own. That doesn't
1: like going. I, I I like going to the cinema. Yeah, I, I, it's something I don't know analog about it. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> school, yeah. You know? It's real. It's just yeah. you can't be distracted by the cup on the side in your living room or or whatever else. you know what I mean? You are just pause it's, darkness. Exactly. Yeah. it's darkness. Exactly. Yeah. It's darkness. You're you're fully immersed yeah, in yeah, it. Um, right. Yeah. But equally. Because of the way s- cinema has gone, I'm aware that there's a lot of really good films that wouldn't get made if it wasn't for Netflix, for Amazon, yeah, for these sure. streaming services. So yeah. it's it's a a weird it's yeah. a, a weird balance there because yeah. I'm appreciative of it, but still, yeah. if something comes out only on Netflix, I'm like, just put it on in one s- cinema just so I can go and watch it there. Yeah. I'd rather yeah, yeah, just yeah. go and sit there and watch yeah, it. Man. Yeah, totally. Especially coming out
1: of the studio all the time, you know, sort of that sort of intense work schedule. Yeah, there's certain programs that I just have as like. A bit of a security blanket, Yeah. you know things like Kirby and Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, is, yeah. That is Larry is my hero. Yeah, you know, he's, he's gold. I've got to send him props, you know. Yeah. Um So that will be like a, a good thing to have on my
0: computer if I'm if if I'm in dark Russia. I
1: can't. You know I, mean? I can't I'm thinking. I've got fucking
0: two weeks of staying here. At least I've got Larry. I can't you. wait for one of your gigs. <laughs> where we forgot to, to to close it all down? Probably. And as it boots up, you just get ding, 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 <laughs> diddardudin yeah. Diddardudin yeah. <laughs> to a stadium of prodigy Friends. Oh, sorry, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Here's where we're going. Yeah. It's, so, is that a key then? Ha- having those things that allow you to switch off because of how intensely you live your your work life, your touring life.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't ever switch off. That's the thing. I've realised that it's always yeah. on somewhere. It's really difficult. I mean, I do when I go on holiday. I don't take anything with me, you know. Yeah. So that's wise, I think. Yeah. But and that's really the only time. I mean, it's like it's really important to be able to do it. by, once you're in it, you're in it, and you can't switch off. You know. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, you think you can, but it's always lurking in the background. Someone's always got a question. Oh, did you approve the sleeve for this or did you? you know yeah. Know? But it's fine, man. You know, it's
0: it's the way it's always it's been, and it's fine. I've got a problem with it. You know. Yeah it's a fascinating one when you are your job yeah there's no i've yeah. i've all, I, I i figured it out a few years back the reason i don't again it's different if you've got a, a family but the reason i don't enjoy holidays that much is you need a boss to be on holiday from <laughs> I'm, i can't yeah. get away from me i'm always yeah. there so it's yeah. that kind of i go on holiday and i'm still thinking about work and i'm yeah. still yeah. doing some writing or whatever no, else you're so you're right you're right yeah. well Thank you very much for all the time you've given. You've gone above and beyond, there, and, nice. and no tourists is out on, on November 2nd. Yeah. And then then what's the kind of the touring s- schedule? Constant, uh, right?
1: Yeah, well, basically, like, we, we always know what we're going to do six months in advance, you yeah. know. And next year, there's also going to be something else we're going to be putting out. Wicked. That's all I can say about right, that. All right, that's you know, good. That's all yeah, I need to know. So, um, yeah, man, I'm going to play you a couple of tracks in a minute, actually.
0: Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll stop there. And we'll get on with that. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Squibbish Picks Discretion Pieces. There we go. That was part two. I hope you enjoyed both parts. As I mentioned in part one, if you're new to this podcast, again, a lot of new people on Spotify, um, Acast, iTunes, all these places. If you're new to it, then have a browse through the uh, the back c- catalogue. We've got all sorts of people from Z- Zane Lowe to DJ Yoda to Simon Pegg. I'm scrolling th- through there in front of me. Stephen Graham, uh, Kathy Burke. Limmy was great. Edith Bowman was an amazing episode. Uh, Michaela Cole, who's coming back soon. Lauren Laverne, I mentioned Goldie, right? Because that was a a relevant one. Uh, Huey Morgan, another great one. Uh, Ashlyn B., who was recently fantastic on the Films to Be Buried with podcast, absolutely hilarious. Johnny Lee Miller, you know, a fellow short haired bleach blonde, along with Liam. yeah, just tons of good people. Um, also, I had Nick Hawks on, who is Liam's manager, who sorted all this out and, and who originally signed the Prodigy. So that could be a good one to, to, to go and listen to if you're a Prodigy fan. Anyway, I'll wrap things up. I told you I'll, I'll let you know some of the upcoming guests because I feel I've been I've been holding off. Next week is the return of Michaela Cole. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, the week after that, I've got Michael Venom Page MVP on the podcast. So that's a great one. Then, oh, I've been holding off on announcing this because it's an, a, another legend, but I'll, I'll let you know. Then we've got John Cooper Clark. So just, we're ending this year as strongly as we've, I mean, we've maintained that strength all year, to be completely honest. So thank you for tuning in. I'll see you all next week as Michaela Cole returns for a fantastic chat about all the stuff that she's done since since I last had her on, man. She's been in a f- full episode of black mirror um she's been in star wars (laughs) she's been in black earth rising which has blown me away being so long is a fantastic new film of hers on netflix we'll talk about all this next week chill out guys i'll see you in a bit ta-ta